I've been told this is the end, but I've been promised it's only the beginning. I don't know what any of it means, but I'm glad at least you're here. I'm glad you're on our side, so enjoy this episode. It might be the last one you get for a while. and thank you for returning to the program. I'm your host, Elaine Martinez. Listeners, while we careen down the mainstream of this chaotic river of life, we tend to give ourselves credit for the journey itself. Given the choice between crashing among the rocky shores of eternity or desperately clinging to the deflating raft, few people opt to make the leap towards certain death. Instead, we blindly grip onto the sinking vessel perhaps a prayer on our lips even as the icy water wraps around our ankles. And when the journey is over, when the mad rapids whirl to an uncertain calm within an unfamiliar cove, we do some quick retroactive editing on our memories and proudly tie them together to provide a smooth emotional arc, use phrases like, meant to be, or all for a reason, and trick ourselves into thinking we've stuck the landing. But what happens when the landing sticks you? Are our beautiful delusions worth anything at all? Is this what it's really meant to be? It is a question I often ask myself within this desolate, desperate, Cormac McCarthy-esque landscape, especially when cooking. Welcome to Elaine's Cooking Podcast for the Soul. I may not be able to control the river, but one small thing that is within my control is giving a warm welcome to my guest and co-host this week, Warm welcome, Robin Jones. Hello, Elaine. Robin, it is truly a pleasure to see you again. How have you been? Oh, you know, desperately evading capture as always. (laughs) I do hope you're kidding. Your energy is very difficult for me to interpret sometimes. Well, you have to laugh, is what my parents always said. They said, Robin, if anyone ever asks you about your parents, you just laugh. Big belly laughs like they just told you the funniest joke you ever heard. That's what's going to keep you safe in this country, being harmlessly weird. Well, that is certainly advice. Shall we turn to our recipe of the day? See, it works. Wow, you're right. Biscuits and gravy! That's what I brought you today. Wow. Robin, that sounds incredible, but I thought I told you that this is not a political podcast and bread is still very illegal. Listen, a bread is something made with a leaven or yeast. My biscuits involve four things. Flour, oil, water, and salt. Notice anything about those ingredients? No leaven, no yeast. That's a biscuit, baby! Apocalypse biscuits! Oh, I was told not to use that word. Apocalypse biscuits! All right, all right. Now, you even mentioned gravy? That I did. Now, I grew up with white gravy on my biscuits, but since milk is so hard to come by right now, I've settled for a brown gravy that is honestly, well, it's not bad. That involves flour, some canola oil, and vegetable stock. Well, I say let's jump right in. I'll get the toaster oven warmed up on this patent-pended cooking cart. Let's do this! Oh, so you're really just throwing it all together, it looks like. Yep. 
For our listeners, Robin has thrown in their entire week's ration of flour, the full cup, into our bowl. I would guess that they've included about a third of a cup of oil and about as much water. Full week's ration of salt, too, the whole teaspoon. Oh, my. And they are just going full force with both hands, kneading and kneading. Sorry. My rings are knocking against the side of this bowl. Guess I could have taken them off. You still could. Nah, it's too late. Need to need. Let's take a peek. Wow, that is holding together nicely. What's next, Robin? Do you want to wash your hands or dust off your face? Not yet. Now we pat this out. Can I use this side tray thingy? Of course. I'll just get these dental tools out of your way. Thanks. Cool. Now, I don't have, like, a rolling pin, so I'll pretty much just kind of pat this ball of dough around with my hands until it's in a great big circle. One less dish to clean, right? Right. Okay. So now that it's this, like, half inch, inch, somewhere around there. Now that it's this fat plank, we just need a way to cut the biscuits out. I would suggest either hand cutting them out with a periodontal probe or, oh, we have plenty of paper cones over at the water cooler. Let me just go get one. Oh, those look perfect. Glad they're perfect for something. I told my partners that the cones make people nervous because they can't set them down while they wait and flip through magazines. So now this is the one item in the world that we have too many of. Here you go. Thanks. Boom, 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 and boom. Wow, those are really shaping up. Cool. So now we have four angelic little biscuits and some scraps. I'm just going to gather the scraps and pat it out again. Pat, pat, pat. Chat and chat. Six biscuits and a bit of dough left over. You want a bite? It sounds very unappealing, but I can only imagine the caloric content. What with all that flour and oil, I'll take what I can get. You're going to be surprised, I promise. Hmm... Once it's fully baked and done. Right now, I bet it tastes pretty much how you'd expect. Oh, the toaster oven is nice and warm. I'll just remove the little baking sheet. Looks like we have enough space to bake two at a time. They take about 12 minutes at 400 in a regular oven. Do you think this baby cooks faster or slower? Let's find out. While we tinker with the toaster, we're going to take a break for a word from our sponsor. When we come back, we'll whip up a nice, achievable gravy and dig into a southern classic. Ooh, allow me to apologize to anyone in the South who is hearing this podcast. We'll be right back. Folks, what a wild ride this has been. This final episode is sponsored by Period Network. That's right, you've been bait and switched. 12 episodes of Elaine's ads you eagerly, voraciously consume and never ever skip over, only to tell you now a little bit about Period Network. Period Network supports women and non-binary folks in podcasting and has a few shows you might really like. Plus, Period Network legitimately makes this show possible. Without Mackenzie Mazel and the Period Network, Elaine's Cooking for the Soul simply wouldn't exist. You can go to periodnetwork.com to check out all these amazing podcasts, support Period Network and what they're doing on Patreon, Big thanks to Period Network, and thank you, dear listener, for doing what you're doing. Welcome back, listeners. Oh, our first round of biscuits may be... Well, Robin, are they done, you think? Nope, not even close. Well, that's okay. All too often, the forces that support us disappear before we're done. Let's crank the timer for another couple of minutes and get cracking on that gravy. Oh, shoot. You know what? 
What is it? I always do this. You know how sometimes you'll, like, tell someone a story and then towards the end you realize you forgot an important detail? Like you'd be telling that riddle about the hanged man in the locked room, your friend would be trying to solve it for ages, and then you'd be like, oh, I forgot to say there was a puddle of water. Ah, the man that stood on the ice block, yes. What did you forget? I was supposed to reserve two tablespoons of flour, but totally just dumped the whole cup for the biscuits. Can you spot me some flour? Well, as you know, a huge portion of my rations is shipped to my senator because of my federal student loans. Even just two tablespoons? I'm only left with one tablespoon. We can work with that. Let me just set this hot plate right up on the dental chair here. That sucker is heavy. More to love, right? You know it, babe. Cool. So we start with one tablespoon of oil, put that in this very small one-quart pot, and the extra-thin bottom means that I'll just turn this flame way down because that oil is already practically spitting. All right. Then we add this one sad tablespoon of flour. It looks like those two elements have formed a kind of lumpy paste almost immediately. Yep. Now, I'm just going to add about a cup of this vegetable stock here very slowly as I stir with this fork. And then I just stir, stir, stir until the gravy thickens. You know what? You can tell it has been thickened into a nice, robust brown gravy. That was very fast. I assume we would add salt and pepper to taste if we had any to spare? Precisely. Just in time as our first two biscuits. Well, they are at least starting to look done. This gravy is 100% ready, and it does not hold shape if it has to be reheated. Those biscuits look close enough to me. Should we just go for it? They're basically just vessels for the gravy, honestly. Let's just give them one more minute. See, if we can get a little browning action... What was that? They don't know we're in here. We know you're in there. I think they know we're in here. Shh! Okay, we're, we're not doing anything illegal. We'll, we'll just move this hot plate under here. Oh my god, it's heavy here. Go ahead and get into the chair, Robin, and relax to this light jazz album we've been listening to the whole time. We are responding to a report about bread being made. We're just doing a routine cleaning. I'm going to cover this work-related hot plate, toaster oven, and small pot of gravy with three or four of these paper bibs with curly Q-clips. Here's one for you, Robin. Lucky this very expensive Bluetooth microphone is very discreet, so this bib should cover everything. Perfect. Should I take my ponytail down or just uncomfortably balance my head on top of it? Oh, whatever you've been doing this whole time is fine with me. I'm just adjusting my face mask and gloves that I've been donning the whole time, as you know. Open the door or we will break it down. Now, Robin, I need you to hold this water inside your mouth. Don't move. Administers 457 through 466, sweep perimeter. Administers 467 through 480, surround enemy. Nobody knows my family's dirty laundry like stuff in water. Laundry in Kurgan Fox. Administers, I'm mute. Officer Baker, report to me when scan is complete. Fans where we can see him. And spit, please, Robin. Hands up. Officer, I do apologize. We just had a late-night cleaning, and I had my hands quite full with several pointy dental instruments and a tiny mirror, as you can plainly see. Do you have an appointment? No, doctor. 
The only appointment we have is with a person making illicit breads. Haven't heard of any such things happening around these parts, have you? She's been all up in my mouth area for the past hour, sir. I am simply providing a service. One that you and your family may need one day, I might remind you. Perimeter is clear, Captain. Perhaps it was a different dental clinic, sir. There are two others on this block. Could be the caller misremembered the name. Could be. Could be. You know, I just loathe the dentist. Yes, it's not a fun, but uh, necessary, sir. And the scent of latex and bubblegum, the side open jaws and prodding fingers, sound of the hair-raising drills and excruciating small talk. You know, as a young boy, a dentist told me my midline was off-center. I was always so proud of my naturally straight, flawless teeth. Here this yahoo was essentially telling me my whole head wasn't on straight. Maybe he was right. I watched him die immediately after he told me that. Heart attack. Or so said the coroner's report. Still not convinced it wasn't my own bruised ego. Flare and rage reaching out across the ether to snuff out his small and sniveling fluoride poison existence. Well, what do you think, Doc? Think my midline is off? Um, you're a little too close to my face for me to be certain. Hmm. Ah, yes, now I see. Your teeth look perfect to me, sir, and perfectly centered. The tiny gap between your front teeth lines up perfectly to your, uh, perfectly centered and definitely not ever broken nose. Still, these days I can't pass a dentist's office without my teeth being set to a grind. Well, 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 What do we have here? That's a poster displaying the anatomy of a tooth, sir. And that pink part? That's the gum line, sir. Ah, you seem to know your stuff. Eh, you're not so bad for a lousy good-for-nothing dentist. Mind if I come in and get a checkup sometime when I'm off the clock? Of course, sir. It'd be an honor. Hmm. All right, then. Move out! Are those... Biscuits. Run, Elaine! They're in the waiting room. I thought you said biscuits didn't count as bread. I lied! There, by the kitty table with the crazy abacus thing. Why? I just wanted to do what I wanted to do for once. I, I just need to feel like I had some kind of control. That's not how the world works now. I know. It's two of you versus a dozen ad ministers, ladies. You might as well give up. Now. Maybe we should. Elaine, look at me. Look at my eyeballs. We are never giving up. Well, we can't stay hidden under this desk forever. No, we can't. But maybe we could slip right between... My toes! Ah! She stabbed me in my toes with a pan! Actually, it was the dental explorer probe. And I prefer gender... Neutral... Pronouns! Ah! My other toes! Hey, they're getting away! Run! Oh, no, you don't. Go, Elaine! She can't hold us both! Just go! Ah!
I got the one subdued, sir. Should I pursue the doctor on foot, or... Negative. It's not worth our resources to pursue outdoors. A uh, shame. I got a real hot tooth I need to have someone looked at. Well, it's late. I'll take this one in. You go ahead and burn the place to the ground, as usual. No dilly-dallying, okay? Roger that, sir. You'll take the prisoner and the administers with you? Sure. Administers, assemble. Initiate passes route to base camp. Welcome back to the show. I do apologize for the abrupt disruption. Listeners, I just wanted to give you a couple of quick updates before I formally end this episode. Number one. Although blackened with soot, my trusty one-quart pot has found its way to my doorstep. This has given me reason to continue to keep out both hope and potable water for Robin Jones. I encourage all listeners to do the same. Secondly... Biscuits are considered bread. Lastly, I'd like to thank you, dear listener, for continuing to support Elaine's Cooking Podcast for the Soul. I know that occasionally the future seems bleak. One night you may find all your finest cooking, dental, and podcast equipment engulfed in a fire so unbreachable that you feel that only the fear and hate in your heart is icy enough to stay the blaze. But it isn't, and it doesn't. Sometimes a friend must stay far away, and the staggering unlikelihood that you will ever see them again is like a match dragged along the back of your throat, painful, overwhelming. Sometimes the floor you stand on falls beneath your very feet, but falling is not always failing. Sometimes that fall leads you into earthy depths with good acoustics and hand-generated electricity a space with seemingly endless amounts of kerosene and a mess kit and jars upon jars of familiar foods. Sometimes a fall can drive you into the ground with such force you can see yourself growing roots. Sometimes, listeners, you end up landing right where you're meant to be. We may have lost things along the way, but I think Robin said it best. We are never giving up. You may not hear from me for the next few weeks, but rest assured... I will be back. There are so many things to cook up, after all. Until then, this is Elaine Martinez, not crying, hugging you. Goodbye. This episode of Elaine's Cooking for the Soul was written and directed by Allison Slice and produced by Mackenzie Mazel. This show is brought to you by The Period Network. Story by Allison Sliceman. Elaine Martinez was voiced by Rosa Delgado, the part of Robin Jones was played by the actor Liv Hewson. Liv Hewson is a wildly talented individual whom you can follow on Instagram at liv.hewson. That's L-I-V dot H-E-W-S-O-N. And on Twitter at Liv Hewson. Captain Krause was played by Greg Go, whom you can find on Instagram at GoGoGreg. 
The ad ministers were also voiced by Greg Go, whom you can still find on Instagram at GoGoGreg. That's G-O-H-G-O-H-G-R-E-G. Officer Baker was played by Lauren Burwell. The Courier Bravely Transporting Elaine's episodes was voiced by Rachel Wong. Logo design by Annie Edson Taylor, who survived the plummet of Niagara Falls in a barrel, stumbled ashore, and brought us this phenomenal design for the podcast. Thanks to Jason Smith, Tim Schellberger, The Pack Theater, Emma Shirey, Maddie Chandler, Greg Goh, the Boyle Heights Arts Conservatory, and Lauren Burwell. Hey, that's me! And thank you, our listeners, for devoting the precious time left to you on this planet to this podcast. We really, truly appreciate you. So, that's it. That's the last from Elaine. I don't know what to do with all these wisdom teeth now that she's not around to collect them, so I guess I'll hold on to them for now and we'll hope that we hear more from her soon. Elaine might have gone underground, but she'll be back. I know she'll come back. In the meantime, I suppose I'll just say keep living and find us. Whenever you find us. Thanks for everything.